You are listening to a live broadcast from Faith Worship Center in Portia, Arkansas. All right, the book of 1 Samuel. We'll, we'll read this, pray, we'll be seated, let you get to sit down. 1 Samuel chapter number 16, and uh, we're not going to read the whole chapter. Just one verse. We'll just do one verse tonight for right now. All right. Kids, have you got your Bibles? Are you looking? All right. If you don't have a Bible, you can look on the screen, but please read along with us because it's very important that you see. And it says, But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. I hope you got that tonight. Because man looks on the outside. God sees your heart. Amen. Bow your heads tonight. Father, we love you and we thank you again for this privilege to be in your house and to be with your people. And God, what has to be done, what has to be said, no man really is able to do it, God. But with the help of your spirit, I ask you to anoint me, Lord, to deliver this word that you have stirred my heart ever since about 2 o'clock yesterday morning. And I ask you, God, to fill my heart with the words that would be edifying to your body. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can be seated. Before I get started, let me go ahead and say this because I will forget after a while if I don't do it now. Uh, anybody know what Sunday is? I've got several announcements, but I'm not going to go through them all. We'll go through them on Sunday because the only announcement that I want on your mind right now is resurrection morning, resurrection service Sunday morning here at Faith Worship Center, and we want you to invite everybody that you can to come to be in Easter. Some people only come Easter, Mother's Day, or Christmas. That's all that they come to church sometimes, but it's a special time for the believer. And, and you know, if you've been here very long at all, uh, we are a church that is adamant about preaching the message of the cross because we feel and we believe according to the scripture that that is the only doctrine that is found in the Bible that is in harmony from front to back. Amen. Well, guess what? An empty tomb, a resurrected Savior, is the proof right. that what Christ did upon the cross finished everything. Amen. Amen. It signed, sealed, and delivered it. So we're going to worship a risen Savior Sunday morning. We want to see each and every one of you come out and be a part of that. And um, again, uh, getting to our word tonight, our scripture, uh, and uh, again in 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse number 14, and my topic, my subject tonight is that God, he looks upon the heart. And young people, please give me your attention. I won't be here long, but I, I want to, just for a few minutes, I want to challenge you. I want to stir your heart and, and, and hope, hope to open your eyes up. Uh, to a few things, but uh, the story, the scripture that we that we use tonight is the story of the time that Samuel goes and chooses David. God chooses, he anoints him, and, and God uses Samuel to choose David to be the next king of his people, Israel. Now, I know that it seems like the last uh, couple of, of, of youth nights, of youth 
uh, services that it seems like Pastor has been on on David, and uh, that wasn't not my intention because he had before. It's just something that really stirred my heart, and uh, this scripture is very dear to me. Uh, but God is the one that is able to look uh, upon your heart tonight. When man looks on the outside, God always sees what's on the inside, and you can't hide nothing from God, kids. You can't you you can't slick him. You can't pull one on him. You might can fool your parents. You're not fooling nothing. You're not holding nothing back from the Lord. He knows everything. He sees everything. But guys, you know what? When you, we look around and parents, and I think we all would be in agreement with here, but our society as a whole is morally sick, to say the least. It's morally sick. It literally turns your stomach when you look around and you see the things that are going on uh, in the world and not just in the world but in, the, uh, in our schools um, in, with the kids in the schools. And, I, and I'll tell you, uh, my heart stirred today. I've, been, I've sat all day long in juvenile court. If you've not ever done that, that will stir your heart. That will stir your heart. And, and you know, and uh, and you kids that are here tonight, it, it, you're you're here at church, and um, you're you're a major minority. Do you know what that means? Do you know what that means? That means that you're outnumbered, because the majority of the kids from your age to your age are not in church tonight. They're not in church tonight. How many of you are here because your parents made you come? Nobody? Your parents didn't make you come to church? Oh, I thought I'd get at least one hand. I, I was made to go to church. Yeah, Brooks? You was made to come to church? Brother James, Sister Anita, thank you. Thank you. Y'all rest y'all shy. TJ, I know you didn't have a choice. Brother Troy, thank you. Stacy, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, some of y'all, you didn't have a choice. Some of you I know probably rode with a friend. You was long for the ride, and I'm glad you came. I'm glad you came. But some of you, you have to get a ride, whether it's a parent, a grandparent, a friend, or whatever, but you're here tonight because, and you're, again, you are, when, when you look at the kids of all different ages, you are outnumbered, you are a minority, and you're looked upon as somebody that kind of is kind of set at the side, and it's not a popular thing to be in church tonight. Amen. It's not a popular thing to be in church tonight. And, uh, you know, even at school, you're a minority. You're a minority if you're at school, and, and especially if you are a, a child that's trying to be a witness. If you're a true believer from the heart, and your intentions when you go to school is you want to try to be a witness for the Lord. I'm not, I'm not talking about one that just wants to walk up to somebody and start quoting 25 scriptures and showing them what you can do and try to be a witness. I'm talking about one that's going to stand out and say, no, I'm not going to be a part of that. I'm not going to be a part of this. I'm not going to listen to that. I'm not going to associate with this group. I, I, there's something in my heart that causes me that I want to be a different person, and so therefore I'm not going to do that because I don't feel it's right. That's what I'm talking about. You see, there is a, um, 
Uh, there's, you know, and there's, there's youth nights all over the country, even probably tonight, if they have a Wednesday night services, that's becoming a minority too, to have a Wednesday night church. But if there's youth services, a lot of them, and it saddens me to say this, a lot of them will pack the house out with kids, give them a pizza party, let them have a big social gathering, play a few games, and send them home. They're coming for the pizza. They're coming for the soda pop. They're coming because they want to go. Well, they heard that a girl that they like goes there. Or they heard a boy that they like goes there. So they're going to load up on the bus and they're going to go. But the problem with that is nobody's getting the gospel. Nobody's getting the gospel. That's why I'm thankful. My heart, my, my heart is full tonight because this church is a church that is spirit-filled, a church that loves the Lord, that desires to see your parents. We desire to see your kids changed because they've been in the presence of the Lord. Because that's the answer for what they need for the things that they face out in the real, real world. You see, at school... Oh, and I hope I'm not talking about nobody here tonight. Listen to me. The school is full of a bunch of kids, and I know this has been brought out before, but i got to bring it out again, that are a bunch of chameleons. Y'all know what that is? A chameleon is a lizard that can change its color. If it's sitting on that blue chair, it can change its outside color to a blue. If it's sitting on that gray wall right there, it can change its color to gray, and you never know it. It just kind of blends in and fits in. You see, the foot, the school is full of, of kids that want to be a bunch of chameleons, and they just want to fit in with whoever and whatever. They want to blend in. The sad part about it is there's a lot of them that, and again, I hope I'm not talking about nobody here tonight, a lot of them uh, want to go to church on Wednesday night, sing to the Lord, and then put on their chameleon clothes when they go to school tomorrow and fit in with something they know that ain't right. That's not a good witness. That's not a good witness at all. So uh, everyone wants to fit into a degree, and I know that. Everybody wants to fit into a degree because nobody gets up in the morning that can't wait to go to school to be hated. Nobody, nobody desires that. I know that. And we, we live in this world, but we are not of this world. And even though everybody wants to fit in, nobody wants to be hated, still, kids, listen to me. I know you want to fit in, and I know you don't want to be hated, and you don't want to be different from everybody. But still, as a Christian, there is still a time when you have to draw the line with what's right and what is wrong. With what's right and what is wrong. And you know what? That, that statement goes for many age. Because we all have a degree, even from the youngins to the teenagers, of what's right and what's wrong. Amen. Now, kids are trying to fit in because they want to be loved. They want to feel connected. The problem is most of them don't get this at home. They don't get love. And a connection at home. So they try to fit in with whoever and whatever that will take them in. Because they, they, they feel a, a sense of belonging to that. And you know what? And, and another tool that is 
Uh, well, the devil loves this tool, and, and I'm going to step on some toes here tonight, but social media. It's a platform that they love because, uh, kids, you can live a totally different life from your parents in a totally different world. I remember it's been some time last fall. I encountered a a young man that is still a teenager that was in trouble, and I said, "Man, what what did you do this time? What did you do?" He made some hard threats to some people because he was being bullied, and I I, I mean nobody I I don't want to get started on a bully. But his was a little bit different than what I had to deal with when I was in school because his was cyber. That's a tool that the devil is using because of that. And he got in trouble for this and had to, and, and, and had to face the consequences because of that. But being uh, just because they're uh, cyber, uh, cyber bullying all because of the phones and all because of the, of the social media. And, and, and again, all of this and all of this, this sense of trying to belong and try to, to fit in is, is a bad tool. It's a bad tool because it leads people uh, down the wrong path and it leads them uh, to, a, uh, to a sense of, uh, well, they, they just feel, uh, they, they feel helpless. And I, I remember an, another uh, young man that I, I was able to, it's, this has been a while back, I, I able to, um, uh, well, I had to give him a ride and I'm going to leave it at that. And I said, uh, what's going on, man? You're troubled. He said, I just wanted to end my life. I don't want to live no more. I said, I don't believe you. Oh, no, it's true. I said, are you telling me you're all right with where you probably would spend eternity? Tears started flowing down his face. And I said, that's what I thought. You're not all right with it because you don't know Jesus, do you? He said, no, I don't. Well, guess what? He does now. He does now, and I thank God for that. But kids are turning to anything and everything, and then when they finally run out of resources, they, they, they begin to, uh, they, they, they resort to uh, different measures and drastic measures at that. But kids are allowed, even in our society today, kids are allowed to make adult decisions that affect the rest of their life. It affects the rest of their life without a sense. Let me say this. They're allowed to make decisions that affect the rest of their life without a sense of maturity to even know what they're doing. And I'm going to leave that right there. Again, in our society, kids, listen to me. Because you'll see this in school if you look around, if you haven't noticed it already. Because the Bible tells us that this is happening. That the things that are good and right, they're called evil. And the things that are evil and wrong, they're called good. 
Mm-hmm. They're called good. But in spite of all of this, in spite of all of this, God, I want you to know that God has a plan for you. He has a plan for your life. Before you were even born, He already has a plan for your life. He has a plan for each and every one of you. Each and every one of you. God's got a job for you. He's got a specific plan laid out for your life. That's good. Now, when society, again, society will toss you aside, but God won't do that because God has something for you. He has something for you. You see, we have a tendency, again, to be what, to be a part of a society that, again, what happens is the outward appearance begins to change, but that really don't really affect the, what's on the inside. Kids, you, let, me t- let me say this, and this is not going to be a, a, a make, make friends either, but you know what? You need to be careful what fashion you jump onto and strap onto. You better do some research and see where it comes from. Mm-hmm. You better look, get to do some research and see where a fad, a fad or a fashion comes from. And, and because, uh, uh, you, and, and you need to know it. You need to know it before you, uh, before you dress a certain way, talk a certain way, or whatever. You need to know where that fashion, where it come from, where it originated from. It's very important that we uh, that we do that. But you know what? I, 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 and I don't mean to come uh, to, to just be down on you tonight. I want you to know that as God has, He has this plan each and every one for, for each and every one of you, from the littles up to the teenagers, because He loves you. He loves you. You see, society is going to pick you out. They're going to pull you apart. They're going to, uh, they, they've, got a, uh, they've got a certain image that they want you to be, or you can't be one of them, you can't do this or that, and all of that. They're, they're, they're trying to get you to adapt to the inside. But what I want you to understand is God looks at the heart. And when, they're going to, when a society is going to throw you aside, when society is going to say you're no good, you're not doing, you, you can't, you'll never be able to do this, you'll never be able to do that. Let me tell you something, all of that means nothing when it comes to God's plan for your life. God has specific, uh, uh, something that he's going to do for you, he's going to do in you, he's going to do through you, if you allow him to do that. Amen. Amen. He changes, see here's what God does, he looks upon the heart. God begins to change the heart. And he allows the heart on the inside begin to change the outside. That's the way that God works. Because still, they sung about it tonight. Still greater is he that is within us than he that is within the world. But God looks at the heart. You know where ju- the society will judge us by the way we look? Yeah, they, they judge us on how we look. They judge us by our appearance. They do. But God don't do that. He looks at the heart. Because, see, they'll judge you according to your social status to maybe what type of clothes you might wear, what type of clothes you don't wear. 
about how, uh, how your hair is fixed. They, they got all this figured out. But God sees the heart. You see, when you start judging people's potential by their outward appearance, you're missing the whole mark. God don't do that. I want to illustrate something to you. I need seven volunteers. You three girls want to help me? You don't want to help me? You two want to help me? All right, come here. All right. Lily, you're looking at me because you're wanting to help. Come here. Piper, Ben, Sander, come here and help me. Eli, I, 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 got a, I, I need an age difference. All right, that's enough. All right, line up right there. Can you read? Ain't nothing on it. Eli, you want pink? Okay, what color you want? All right, good. Now, let's look at our last scripture. Romans chapter 2, verse number 11. Bring it up on the screen. Kids, y'all, if y'all, y'all turn around and look at this. Y'all, everybody, I want everybody to see this. It says, for there is no respect of persons with God. Now, what does he mean? Well, I'm going to show you what that means. Hold that paper right there. Right there in front of your face. Right there in front of your face. You see, when God looks at us, He don't see our face. He don't. He looks at the heart. But when He says He's no respecter of persons, it doesn't matter if you're small, if you're tall, if you're black, if you're white. If you got $500 pair of sneakers, or if you got some wore out sandals, because that's all you got. If you live in a home where your family, your parents make you take a bath. Or if you live in a home that ain't even got a bathtub. And you don't smell the best. God still sees this right here. Because he sees your heart. He's no respecter of persons. He don't look at you. And, 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 and God, God never judges anybody by their appearance, by what they are, by what they have, what they don't have, what their name is, what their name ain't. It doesn't matter. God don't see that because God's looking at the heart. And the problem is society don't do this. Society judges you by the outside of the appearance they put a value on you, what you're worth, what you ain't worth. 
But as Christians, as believers, you need to understand. Kids, listen to me. You need to understand that what God says is what matters the most. He loves you. He has a plan for you because God sees your heart. He knows what you're capable of doing. He knows what you're capable of not doing. Do we trust him? Do we trust him? He, he's not going to uh, uh, judge me according to my abilities or my unabilities. Put me up beside somebody that has more abilities than me. It, it, God don't do that. Because God, he sees my heart and he knows and he puts in there what he wants out of me. But again, God, he's no respecter of persons. No respecter of person with God. He, he looks right here. He looks right straight to the heart. And he loves each and every one of you. He has a plan for you. All right, Eli, you like that? All right, thank you all. Let me have your paper and you all can sit down. Let me finish up. finish up with this right after right after David took office of king of Israel he came in king after king Saul king Saul was not a good king But David said, is there anybody in the house of Saul that I might can bless? And they said, well, there's a, a grandson or a descendant, a son of his named Mephibosheth that is crippled. And he says, send for him. I mean, a boy that has to, well, they didn't have wheelchairs back then. Somebody carried him. Everywhere he went. He was handicapped, disabled. But that didn't matter to David. You know what David did? He set him a place at his table, at the king's table. I got to know that David looked at his heart. And guess what? It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what society thinks you are. God looks at your heart. And for anybody and everybody that accepts Christ, guess what? You got a guaranteed spot at the king's table. Rich, poor, big and small. It does not matter. It does not matter. If you accept him, we have a guaranteed spot at the king's table. That's good, isn't it? Amen. He knows your heart. He sees your heart. And I hope you go out of here understanding that tonight. That God knows your heart. He cares for you. He loves you. Trust Him for His plan. Ask Him for His plan. Ask Him for His will for your life. Teenagers, I know we're at the age that we got it all figured out. We kind of got our own plan. But guess what? God's plan's better. His plan is better. Let your plans revolve around His plans, and your life will be a whole lot more blessed. Amen. Would you stand tonight, Brother Jeff? Would you come and help me? 
I know that we've already had some time here at the altar, but we've got a few minutes, and I want you kids to come. Find you a place to pray. I want families to gather around families and just, just kneel down and have a season of prayer. Because, kids, you know what? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what you go through at school. I don't know what you go through at home. I don't go home with you and don't go to school with you every day. But I know that God does, and I hope that you'll trust him that you'll follow his plan, that you will allow him. Okay, he sees your heart. He knows what's best for you. Would you find you a place to pray tonight? Would you come? Families, would you gather around your kids, your grandkids, nieces, nephews, whatever may be? Let's just have a season of prayer. And uh, we, we can't ever pray enough. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I can see that you are drawing a line in the sand. I want to be standing by your side, holding your hand. Let your kingdom come. Let it live in me. This is my prayer. This is my plea. Let the worshipers arise. Let the sons and the daughters sing. I'm surrendering my heart to you, Lord. I surrender to the King. Let the worshipers arise. Let the sons and the daughters sing. I'm surrendering my heart to you, Lord. I surrender to the King. Father, I can hear it calling louder, the song of your redeemed. Well, as the saints of many nations are awakened to sing, from our hearts it comes an anthem. Oh, hear the heavens ring, this is our song, the song to our King. Let the worshipers arise. Let the sons and the daughters sing. I'm surrendering my heart to you, O Lord. I surrender to the King. Oh, and let the worshipers. If you were blessed by this message or you need prayer, please email us at faithworshipcenterar at gmail.com.